on this week's episode, we have a very mature conversation, very serious conversation about who, at the end of the day, you would actually trust to fly your loved ones. Oh. You're, you're down here drinking with me, and your wife wants to yeah. come down, and there's a dude with a baron who's offered to take her well, down to Florida. Never trust a dude well, with a baron. <laughs> what's, what's, this, what's this dude going to try to pull on the way down there? That's what I'm thinking. More importantly... Right. More importantly, what's he trying to do here? Okay, it's an old, it's an old, old oh, man. Oh, even worse, worse Rob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how old is he? Is he rich? Like, is he old and rich? Is he I mean, like, he's got a baron. Right. He's got some money. He, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, right. I just trying to bring a baron. I doing all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to put your wife in a in a plane with She'll a rich guy with a baron in a heartbeat. Welcome to the Faring Podcast. This week we have Lake Erie Island's flight legend Ryan Eckle with us to continue on with the series that never, ever ends. Uh, the private pilot, it's basically turned into the private pilot ACS, um, for lack of me remembering what we're calling this. So, yeah, I think this is part 12 or 37 or 20. You read it when you clicked on the episode, so forgive us. Um, we were going to do spins and we decided just not to because we covered spins a lot on this show and we're bored and we just want to skip over to basic instrument maneuvers and try to get this series wrapped up so we don't have multiple series going till the, uh, season 2023. We want to get rid of them. So, um, yeah, Ryan, welcome to the show again. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me back. Good to be here. Oh, doing yeah. great. Always good to have you. All <laughs> right. Yeah, Mr. Griffin, we're doing these intros now. Sometimes I feel like it. About ten percent of the time, I'm doing good. How are you? Okay, I'm doing well. I could do better. Um, <laughs> Scott, yeah. how are you doing? Uh, I don't know. Terrible. <laughs> okay. I guess, well, but I'm, not to I'm be here. done. Scott's doing terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least I'm doing better than somebody. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on how you look I'm at just, it. Like, I'm just depressed. Twitter I, didn't work. I've so. been been working since like 4.30 this morning and I have to do it again tomorrow and the next day. So like that part of my life is terrible. So okay. Well, that's depressing. Um, <laughs> it is very depressing, but outside of that, I guess I'm I'm still okay. awake. So <laughs> Still breathing. Still breathing. Yeah. We can hear you. <laughs> we, can still, we can hear still you breathing. breathing. Not, uh, in your microphone. Not for the next three minutes. Stop. Deep <laughs> okay. Um, straight and level yeah. flight. Okay, what's, the, what's a general thing with the private pilot? I'll kick this to Lee, and then we'll we'll go to Ryan for how he actually teaches these. Okay. Um, can you give us an, a big overview, Mister Griffin, of what the basic instrument maneuvers are? I thought you didn't have to do this this excrement until you were doing your instrument rating. Uh no, I think because you got to do your three hours yeah, of flight the, solely by reference to instruments. Exactly. So. Yeah, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I go with me. Oh well, I'm trying it. I don't know. I just told you before I even started that I don't even know okay. what the basic instrument maneuvers are, but I'm going to guess straight and level. Turns, climbs, descents. I was looking for more of a, a why you need to know it. Not, I'll just answer it myself. Yeah, you do that. Um, you do that. Okay. Let's take another drink. <laughs> pulling, pulling teeth from tigers. Um, you got to ask the right question. Yeah. So God. the basic instrument maneuvers are for you. You got to do this training as a private pilot to basically survive in case you accidentally get into instrument conditions. They want you to have some sort of idea of how not to pull a JFK. 
Is that a fair summary, Ryan? Yeah, I'd say so. And three hours probably isn't quite enough, but it no, could could save your life. Holy yeah, inadequate. I mean, but yeah, that, I think that's what they're aiming for. Okay. Yeah, just survival. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so rule of thumb as a private pilot and any level pilot, really, I think Scott would agree with me. Don't ever fly into anything that would be clouds or give you limited visibility or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But just avoid that stuff. In case you accidentally do something like this, um, you got to do a few hours with your instructor to get your private pilot's license certificate. Um, The first one is straight and level flight, which the objective is to determine that the applicant exhibits satisfactory knowledge, risk management, and skills associated with flying during straight and level flight solely by reference to instrument. So, Ryan, how do you open this can of worms when you get to this with your students? Uh, I'll start with a good briefing on the ground as far as what we're going to try to accomplish when we go up in the air. Tell them we're going to do kind of a transfer of controls while we're flying along. Put the foggles on them for the first time. And the first thing I want to see is just can they keep it straight and level and not let it get away from them. Uh, With that, I start teaching the scan. Just watching all your instruments. Um, particularly when you're <clears throat> just wanting to maintain straight and level, your attitude indicator, your heading indicator, all of them will go into play. But I just want to see a basic understanding of how the instruments are working in front of them and how they're going to perceive the instrumentation and follow it to to keep their craft state, you know, stable, straight and level. Yes. So your the foggles. This is. View limiting device is sometimes the lingo oh, yeah. you'll hear. Foggles, the hood. And this is this is basically to prevent your eyes from seeing outside the window. Or my favorite, you cheating. <laughs> just, yeah. Use your peripheral vision. Just, just look down lower. <laughs> or or put your head up yeah. a little bit. That's, that's what I always did. I remember one time I was flying, doing some uh, hood work with Lee and he was like, are you looking out the window? And I was like, yeah. He yelled at me. He's like, why are you doing that? It's like, I don't know. It's like, just wanted to look out the window. No, I think your words were, I got bored. <laughs> I think was your response. <laughs> yes, you're right. That was, that was my that was, that was my. Words. We were in route, yep. like we were going Those over right towards Finley word. or something like that. So somewhere, you know, it was like 53 miles away. Yeah, some, some, somewhere. 20 minutes yeah. was too long to keep Scott's attention, so... He started looking out the no, side window. No, way, way too long. Yep, I was looking at the ground, just watching stuff go by. <laughs> I got bored. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, you basically, if if anybody out there in the interwebs doesn't know, um, if you just go willy nilly and don't have a reference to the horizon outside, and you go by the feel, you're gonna crash. You're gonna John F. Kennedy style it into the ocean. Is that isn't that what happened? My reference right? orientation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And Scott, Scott brought up a point, at uh, risk of getting on a tangent on a previous episode, about how he can, um, hang a string from the ceiling with a weight, and look at the look at the weight and and fly like that. Yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be I'd great, be fine. Great contractor. <laughs> Make sure walls are plumb. <laughs> right. Get the old plumb yeah. bob out. So you have your case of white claws. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Oh, give me give me a string, a weight, and a case of white claws, and I would get that plane home safe. <laughs> okay. I don't really like white claw that much, but it'd be all right. All right. So that that doesn't work, does it? The string. No. It's telling okay. you the same thing as the ball in your inclinometer slip skid indicator is. Yeah, it's just I without a reference as to one, how one. far it's slipping or skidding. Yeah, I was yeah, editing yeah, episode right. one, yeah. one. Fine. You just got to put a couple pieces of tape on the window. <laughs> Keep that that cro- that crucifix that you hung your necklace <laughs> in right. the center. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus take, take the yoke. Yep, yep. Jesus take the yoke. Okay. Um, I just I brought that up because I was editing episode one one three today and. Uh, it's it's referenced in there. Um, we're going to try that with a Taylor Craft and a bottle of black spray paint at some point. Make a good YouTube video. As soon as we get sponsored by a wallet company. Um, <laughs> anyway. Straight and level flight. Mm-hmm. What are you, how, how are you teaching that, Lee? What, what concepts at the private pilot level? Because I know you can go in deep, 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 deep on this stuff. No, I mean, I'm, I'm with Ryan. You're not yeah, doing that with private. Work on that scan. You know, it's all about that. And what scan? Playing the video game. So your instrument scan. There's different techniques for it. I'm more of like a um, God. You know what? I probably I was never really taught the fundamental. I was taught the fundamentals. It was never really reinforced. I kind of just made up my own thing. So I tend to do like a. So the main like hub and spoke is kind of the attitude indicator as your centerpiece, and then you're going to go out and grab pieces of like peripheral components. You know, like your your altimeter, your heading, or so you go attitude indicator, altimeter, um, attitude indicator, heading indicator, attitude indicator. So you're wherever you're going next, you're going to hit your attitude indicator in the middle just to keep your scan going. And I tend to go like um, more, almost more triangular. I don't worry so much about my turn coordinator, my wings level, and my inclinometer. Right. Um, I kind of just omit that airspeed. It should be pretty much steady. Is it important to put in there, like when you're doing turns, climbs, descents? For sure. But I guess, like, I don't want to make it sound like bad or pat myself on the back. I'm just kind of a little bit past the point. I know that if I'm pitching at two degrees, my airspeed's not going to be unsafe. Right. If my po- if my powers you know up, so like I just I kind of omit that from my scan. So I tend to do like an attitude indicator heading to my airspeed attitude indicator. So like a circle up in that. Like if you were to look at your six pack, kind of like the uh, to the right side of it. So attitude indicator heading indicator uh, altimeter and just keep going around. Now what Ryan and I have to. This is beyond. Um, it's just straight and level, but from like just pure instrument stuff, like we'll get this, my scan really gets picked up when we're like shooting an ILS where we have to f- focus in the glide slope. And so I'll let that kind of be the placeholder of what my altimeter was. I'll let my HSI be the placeholder of probably my attitude indicator. And then I'm watching my still my heading yeah. to keep on it. So it changes things a little bit, but it's still kind of only really three things that I'm really watching. I guess that airspeed, but yeah, that's fair to say. Um, and when you're just learning, I try to keep it as basic as possible. Just honestly, I have watched the DG a little bit. Stay by that heading. Stay by that heading. Teach them small corrections. Don't try to chase it back and forth. You know, it can get away from you quickly if you're overbanking or overpitching. Yeah, 
That's true. And, it definitely and you'll see happens, that like if you were yeah. to go do steep turns, like oh, we yeah. have to go do steep turns in the yeah. sim, and you'll see your scan really pick up there when you're like on a check ride and you have very finite, you know, parameters. So that's where I'll see my scan really get picked up, especially on the entry into the first set and then reversing course back the other direction. Those yeah. two points. Then after that, you get it isolated. But in that transitionary period, which would be similar to transitioning from like um, straight and level to a climb or straight and level to a descent or anything like that, um, you know, for more like private pilot purposes, it'd probably be similar. You, you, once you get it dialed in and get something set, then it frees you once you lock that in and it frees you up to kind of you can rapidly scan the other couple parameters a little bit easier i think yeah so it says here um the knowledge part of this is a sensitivity limitations and potential errors in unusual attitudes mm. i think it's ryan just hit on the sensitivity aspect Man, that, was, yeah that goes back to understanding the instruments how they work you definitely have to describe that a little bit to a degree on your private, nothing crazy. You don't have to get too involved. That's going to be more on your instrument check ride, but just understand how they work. And yeah, it comes down to that sensitivity level where it's small corrections, small corrections. I always tell them don't chase it too much. Just kind of merge into it nice and slow. Mm -hmm. I like that. Part B correlation, pitch instruments, bank <clears throat> instruments. What does that mean? There's different instruments for different phases of movement. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of like my double eye check ride. I feel like there's like the primary and the. I'd have to look that all up. Primary and secondary yeah, primary for and pitch yeah. and bank. Yeah. Scott, what is a pitch? In, what would be a pinch instrument? A pinch. <laughs> pitch. Or a pinch which, instrument. If which you instruments go for are that you try that pinching. one too. Why? Why are you saying? Why are you saying pinch? Because I'm drinking, Captain. Pitch, pitch, oh, pitch, God. pinch like tweezers. Like a baseball pitch. pitch. Yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah pitch. clothes pins, oh, yeah. tweezers, I, grill tongs I would, have been used on the would, occasion. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You pinch them if they're yeah, yeah. not keeping it straight and level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just keep a piece some tweezers pinch with you. Pull out some arm hair. Or <laughs> they get out of line. Oh. Yep, yep. <laughs> if you got a passenger that's got like a nasty hair from outside of their face, you can just, just grab oh, it. That's good. That's good advice to have in your flight bag. Pitch <laughs> instruments. What about yeah. pitch instruments? Pitch. Pitch. Like uh, the the uh, pitch gauge, you know. <laughs> Tell me more gauge. about the pitch gauge. <laughs> I want one of these. go. <laughs> 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 he just left. <laughs> just got up and left. He's just like, I'm done Where with this. Get? There's a Where cow photo in the back. Yeah. <laughs> he just quit. He just, he just quit. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back now. We thought you just got up uh, and left I, after I, that I, one. <laughs> I was so frustrated. I had to get up and leave. <laughs> Go cool off. <laughs> Isn't like okay? So like the attitude indicator, right? Sure. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'll I guess it does, pitch. but yeah. that's not what I was thinking. But okay, kind of altimeter, yeah. altimeter. Uh, so is that a primary? Speed? Right? Is oh, that a primary? I honestly, for I, pitch? Don't, I don't want to put anybody. Uh, yeah, I honestly no, this I is the private at, pilot uh, level. Yeah, I, I we're have to not look that up. That was we're not going to go a on, there on the record for that and stuff. Probably, yeah, uh, your well, instrument too, but I'm not going to give any wrong answers. 
Once <laughs> That's we'll do, all I do, once though, we do the, is give her an Oscar. <laughs> hey, figure it out yourself. <laughs> we'll probably do the instrument right. version of this next year, and we'll we'll definitely show prep for that episode. Oh, we've said that so many about. times, and we've never <laughs> yeah. done it. Uh, we picked this topic <laughs> as we started, so otherwise I definitely would have looked all that stuff up. So I... My biggest goal as an instructor okay. is to not give out false information and be like, oh, yeah, you're good. Figure it out. Yeah. No, that's that's a, that's right. a fair, fair point. Fair point. Straight and level. It's a good technique to know how to do it without visual reference Absolutely. outside the airplane, just on instruments. And it's rewarding. Uh, it and is. it's rewarding. It is. Scout, did you find it rewarding when you went through your instrument rating? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nope. It sucks the fun out of nope. flying for a little bit, but it is rewarding at the end. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. I hate it all of it. <laughs> this guy's not a big instrument. Some people guy. really enjoy it. I di- I didn't like it either, yeah. but it definitely made me a stronger pilot. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I'm sure it would. And like, obviously, if you're gonna fly for a living, <laughs> you have to do it. But it's just like crop it's one of those things. <laughs> it well, that's true. Yeah, it's one of those things like. If you're not gonna fly for a living all the time, like what's the it point? It can getting save your life unless you're gonna fly. Okay, yeah, but you probably shouldn't <laughs> be flying IFR. It's for inadvertent. If you're just flying like yeah, occasionally, inadvertent. Like I said, I don't think the I don't think the three hours is okay. enough to save well, you from I, I that. Well, I get that. Some I get that. Maybe. But I don't think that I don't think that somebody that flies their family down to Florida a few times a year should be a flying trip. in oh, instrument yeah. conditions. Yeah, it should be a VFR trip. Yeah. Like I just If you're going that far from Ohio, I agree with I, that. you should damn well have an instrument rating. Oh yeah. But I'm just saying like if that's all you're using oh, yeah. it for, then you're not good enough anyway. <laughs> you're not good enough anyway. So you shouldn't be doing that's it. That's fair to say. Yeah, you so lost what me. would be the what would be the cutoff then? That's, I know you, you agree? lost me. You'd have to elaborate more. How often if you're only using your if you're only using your instrument rating a few times okay, a year. So qualify using it. Flying an actual? Like, is that what you're saying? I don't know. Flying flying in conditions where you need it. But if they're legal if they're legal to do it, I mean that doesn't that doesn't mean it's safe. That doesn't make it a hundred percent safe. Right. Well that's that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's but what if, I'm saying. so hold like, on. So if they can file an IFR flight plan, that means they are instrument proficient according to the FAA, as far as in, like instrument proficiency right. check ride, and there's so many yeah. approaches, so yeah. many months. That doesn't make them awesome right. or a good idea. I'm just saying no. in order for them to file that IFR flight plan, they have to be instrument current legally. Well, right. But just because you're current. No, but everything else we go by, everything else we go by is currency. It doesn't mean that you're safe to load up the family. And That's a personal decision. That's a personal over decision the, over the mountains. And well, no, I agree. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not there, saying it should be illegal. Difference. I'm just saying. Yeah, huge difference. Find out a good idea. And proficient, right? Yeah, I could be current, for sure. Right? For sure. Well, that's why I'm trying to tell him to qualify it. Yeah. If that's what you're using it, define. I figured use you it. would. Ag- I figured you would agree well, with me. Well, maybe I would, but you're not giving me any extra information. Well, what information do you want? using it you're saying if that's all you use it for yeah but like use it that means there's a mission implied what if what if i just go fly to be proficient or current i'm not really using it i'm going i'm burning gas for no reason i still don't i still don't i still don't think it's enough i just think if you're not like flying who says they're not okay so now so now you're qualifying your your backstory you've built that you haven't shared with anybody else okay so I'm just saying, I don't think that 
there's that much point to get an instrument rating if you're not going to use it all the time. Because if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And what's the point then? Like me, what's the point for me to get my instrument rating? I'm not going to use it. So, Scott, what would be... Now, if you ended up getting yourself into a position where you needed it, it could be helpful. But Scott, what would be the minimum for you to feel comfortable, not yourself? Because if it was a free flight, you'd just take it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who did it. You'd just, you'd just be on board. Your, right. your wife, to fly your wife down to Florida. What would be the... It's, it's like hard IMC the whole way in like a Baron. I'm the no, pilot? No, no. Like somebody out at the airport, 8-8 Delta, is like, oh... Oh, you're you're down here drinking with me, at PBI, and your wife wants to yeah. come down, and there's a dude with a Baron who's offered to t- take her well, down to Florida. Never trusted dude well, with a Baron. What's what's this? What's this dude gonna try to pull on the way down there? That's what I'm thinking. More importantly, right. More importantly, what's he what's he trying to do here? Okay, it's an old it's an old old oh, man. Oh, it's even worse, worse Rob. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> How old is he? Is he rich? Like, is he old and rich? Is he I mean, like, he's got a baron. Right. He's got some money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, right. I just trying to bring a baron. baron I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to put your wife in a in a plane with She'll a rich leave guy you with a baron in a heartbeat. <laughs> okay. So no, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry about that. I just you know what's he going to try to pull? Old guys can be pretty creepy on the way down. All right. <laughs> it's. He might be like put out or get out, and then you know, then you're in a. Let's okay. It's a it's a female pilot who owns the Baron. Jeez! Oh, oh <laughs> hell no! Oh no! <laughs> Why? All right, you gotta it's say that. A, it's a. <laughs> it's a. I had to say it. I had uh, to say it. I'm just kidding. I'm just I kidding. Sure it's Everybody a, calm down. It's a gay guy <laughs> who's flying it. I don't know. Free Baron ride to Florida. Okay. Yep. Yep. Is that <laughs> we always have to? We always have to jump through hoops to like of the scenario. Really all Scott to give a halfway show, yeah. legitimate <laughs> answer. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> We're right at the end of this record. We're recording this it's at still, yeah, the end of June. Yeah. It's still June, yeah. right? Uh, it'll got come a day out in left. Like August, so. Um. So yeah. It's a female pilot, gay pilot, whatever. You don't have to worry about that. What What's the qualifications here, Mr. Boris? What, what would be the minimum uh, to do like a hot, hard IFR? How many hours call of IFR year. would they have had to flown in the last 90 days, the last 12 months, a year? I don't know. Throw, throw don't a know. number out there. Would, if they did, if they flown 10 hours of IMC in the last year, would that be? Make you comfortable with that or not? Pro- probably, yeah, probably. And it also depends on how long they've been doing it. Like, I don't know how much time like Don Mather has in the last year of flying IMC, but I feel pretty. I was safe. gonna say because I don't have ten hours IMC in the last like year. That's why I need you to qualify. Was... At least not what I've lost. Yeah, yeah. it's more like it's well and it's also more do I trust the person's judgment too because like 
if it's like some like guy that I know cuts corners and takes right. risks, then probably no. But if it's like somebody that I know is gonna like do things right, then so the yeah. broad hold on. So the broad brushstroke okay. statement he made so earlier has a ton no of pilot, qualifiers. So that person could be perfectly safe, and it is reasonable for them to have an inspiration. Okay, so it's I don't know what to think of this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 what I originally thought. Because there's a lot of people out there that have instrument ratings that barely use yeah. them, and by kind of a, a normal definition. So this whole key was oh yep. well, Lee Lee. Right. I remember yeah. I remember you lecturing Rob about flying down to whatever key he was flying. Yeah, one with. of my best. I don't care what yeah. if, if that dude wants to go load up his Saratoga before with people you, that you I do don't know and don't care about. That's one like, thing. Eh, but Rob, that seems it, sketchy. Well. Yeah, he can go do that. I'm still saying the same stance I had a minute ago with you. Well, if well, he thinks right. he's proficient, That's, this is the whole argument I've been trying is, to make. And the come whole to time. find out he was, but we didn't know that at the time. He can go do that. Yeah. But one of my best friends is going to go get in the plane okay. with somebody. It's like yeah. kind of like just watch out type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying because people get their instrument ratings and then they think they can fly wherever they want and then they end up dying. And nobody knows what happens. They just find the hundred percent, hundred percent on the ground. That's why I was asking what you're saying. Use, 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 use. They're using it for go to Florida a couple times a year. Like when I know somebody's following up an IFR flight plan, I know there are other pre-satisfied conditions that allow that make that illegal to happen. So how do I know that they didn't just go run through? Hold on, stop, stop. I wasn't even done talking. Hold on one second, one second. How do I know they didn't just do an IPC the day before they left Florida? Like just the day before. It's not just this, (laughs) now they're going to Florida with their family and they're barely instrument current. I'm sure that happens. But like by your definition, I'm not an instrument current, even though obviously I am. No, that's not, by what definition? I didn't even give a definition. Well, 10 hours in a year. I didn't give 10 hours in a well, year. Well, whatever it is. Whatever you said then. Because you said, said you know, the, experience. it depends on, on the person. Okay. Well, that's true. Okay. I heard the 10 hours. I didn't so, even know who said so, that, I guess. So, Lee. Yeah. Are there people you know uh, that could legally file and fly IFR that you wouldn't put your wife and the kids <laughs> in the plane in in IMC conditions? I, I don't. I don't. I can't think. <sighs> Makes me think there's somebody you have in mind that I should be saying, but I can't think of anybody offhand. No, I just assume you probably would know somebody that. Oh yeah, they're they could fly IFR if they wanted to, but I don't. Oh no, 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 no! You're saying instrument rated. That's different than can legal go go fly IFR. There's a lot of people IFR rated that I would probably not. Right. Even if they went and got legal, what's that, Ryan? (laughs) (laughs) I'd say right. So I was going to say, yeah, I know quite a few hand. I mean, even yeah. former students time of practice, and they need to have a current IPC or have done or their approaches, enough. and it just takes time and practice. I, oh yeah, <clears> for sure. I was one of those people. I mean, I got myself scared with I'm an not, IFR rating. I'm not trying so, to dog I mean, anybody. You, I went inadvertent IMC and was terrified. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know where this. Well, went wrong. Where's this IFR rating now? I don't either. Yeah, I, I don't even think we disagree. No, I think it can happen. I think you're just disagreeing with me for the purpose of disagreeing. So I need we, all I needed is for you to qualify. You people should get instrument ratings or not? Basically, I'm <laughs> you don't want to get an instrument rating and you think it's dumb. 
And so you think? I think it's it dumb. would be dumb. I think it's. I think it would be dumb for me to get one because I wouldn't use it. So therefore, I would lose it. I would lose the skill of doing it, and I wouldn't feel safe doing it anyway. Now, if There'd I had definitely like, be some skills and knowledge you'd retain. Let's say, let's say I had a condo down in Florida and a plane that was had the range and speed to go down there in a reasonable amount of time. So not a, so not a one fifty that was instrument qualified. Then maybe it would make sense for me to have it, but right now, where I, I do is pretty much just work all the time and don't fly and don't go places. There's not really any point for me to get one. It would be dumb. I would lose it, and I would never use it. <clears throat> Dude, there, if you well, go by that right. standard, there's no point in you having a pilot's stuff, license though, or a plane get it or a hangar. And you have a pilot's license, you have a plane, and you have a very nice hangar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should always strive to be the best pilot yeah, you can yeah. be, Scott Boris. Get my ATP. <laughs> this is the, no, I'm just saying. Like, this is like Scott I think Boris you should go after your ATP. causes depression on Twitch Hour. <laughs> At least a type rating. I want to get my ATP just to have it. I'll never I use that. I flew with a guy last week. Well, in a, I was in school for a recurrent, but he has a private pilot's license, an instrument rating, no commercial, no ATP, and a Hawker type rating. See, that's so cool <laughs> to me. That's so cool. And I've heard, I've heard there's guys that have much better type ratings with All just takes a private money. and an instrument rating. Yeah. It's like, like a 737? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. I refilled my drink. I had a family, a former customer of mine, who they owned a 737. The family mm-hmm. did. And they used it to bop oh, around the world. Yeah. In like 12 bedrooms on board. BBJs or yeah. something. No, the, like that. no, the plane is called a BBJ. Not, a Boeing. There's Boeing that limits jet. the amount yeah. of families in the world who own a 737. I'm not going to yeah. say anymore. But yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was pretty sweet. I never saw oh, it, but hanging us on that. Some one. of the sales guys have been on it. and They told me about it. Anyway, you guys try to continue a live stream while I go get a drink. Ice. <laughs> I'm. I'm not so really. It'll be a surprise yeah, when he gets Let's back. Let's try to get a topic. Yeah, I'll get back from my drink. The whole time. I want it to be <laughs> upbeat and positive. Oh, Let's good see luck. if we can make that happen. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I could do. I could do the thing where I practice holding my breath. In three, two, go. one. Go ahead. We got a timer. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, there you go yeah <laughs> all right i'll start a timer ready i'm gonna keep talking but Here if we, we make go. him laugh though he he won't stop watch a set we're two seconds in <laughs> same well we just gotta make sure we keep it serious and don't make oh, there him he goes. his eyes moved i can't even tell he's staying dead he's still so far. we're 12 seconds in everybody <laughs> so to pass the time Rob welcome back we have decided to challenge Scott Morris to a holding your breath challenge (laughs) and he's 32 seconds how do we still have I can do better than that I can do better than that (laughs) just I don't know two if it was a, three minutes, but it was two and a half minutes shot. <laughs> over two. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. um, so gonna, let's cl- <laughs> constant, constant airspeed climbs. 
constant Perfect. airspeed climbs. Thank can God. we get back to something I can edit? So this <laughs> salvageable uh, episode. Yeah. I could. I, yeah, I just a record show. It was a thirty-two second holding. I could easily go four times. Guaranteed, be, guaranteed times to be at least long. three minutes. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> constant airspeed climbs. So think about it. Every time, even from your your basic private, and you're doing anything, you know, Keep optical clearance, yourself, and man. you're really any semblance of performance you're trying to extract out of the airplane on a normal takeoff. Think of kind of your scan. So one of the big things we're looking outside the airplane on for the majority of the private. Be, you know, the FAA wants you outside of the airplane, looking for traffic and all that stuff, and obviously that helps you miss obstacles on takeoff and landing, whatever. But so, I mean, think of what your scan is. You know, you're looking at your heading indicator, your airspeed, your altimeter, and the natural horizon. And so, a lot, all we're really doing is a, a, taking the natural horizon out of the picture and focusing on the artificial horizon, the um, attitude indicator, whatever you want to call it. So, it, the scan is similar. You're already doing it. Now, we're just changing the scan where you're getting that information from for your constant airspeed climbs. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I like that. That's. But we're doing this IMC though. Like the fog Look on. outside. It's a private pilot. Yeah. Exam. It's a private pilot. Unless you're training. Scott Boris. Don't overthink it. Right. Oh, that's true. I take outside. Um, I taped yeah, up. I got a bunch of printer paper and I like taped up the whole windshield <laughs> on one guy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Unless you choose the Scott, Scott method. Really. They make some pretty incredible foggles these days too that really block it out a little bit more. Um, and for, for when I do a training for a. Um, a CF double I, we do all the training at night because ah. one, they usually need nighttime yeah. for their 135 regs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, it's more beneficial to them to get that, that nighttime. And I think it's, you know, super beneficial to do that training at night. It's a lot harder to see that horizon. You know, we'll oh, go yeah. out over the lake. Yeah, just right. take them out over exactly. Lake Erie. They start to, they start to cheat. There's yeah. like, yeah, good luck. All you want, yeah. bud. I can't see where we're going, <laughs> <laughs> let alone you. So constant airspeed climbs. Uh, it's the same stuff for the knowledge base. Um, yeah, you got to know how to how to climb at a constant speed. That's pretty. You're already doing yeah. it. You're it's doing it on every takeoff. Theoretically, it's now just where are you extracting information from? Correct. That's all yeah, that's changing. That's Look at that attitude indicator. Figure out where that bar needs to be. Those are so imprecise, so though, in like a little airplane. Like I've looked at it a fair True. amount in and the a standard jets. six pack. Yeah. I mean, the, it's it's because your range of performance is so low that like on a VX climb, it's like three degrees. On a VY climb, it's two and a half degrees, and you know, it's just it's very hard to do that in in those. I think. But yeah, around two, probably two and a half degrees, I think, nose up. or Well, I'm not even sure. Like, mm-hmm. like Ryan said, I shouldn't give you wrong information. But yeah, it's. I mean, see where that is, and hopefully your instructor will kind of lead you down that path. You'll see what is kind of normal, like using like just VMC type stuff, and then just put the foggles on and try and transition from using the natural horizon to the same information that's on the attitude indicator and lock in it's going to be pretty much performances for the most part over the course of your trainings and you're relatively consistent so that pitch um the degrees of pitch up is going to be similar give or take and that's where your scan comes in you're going to go attitude indicator okay i'm going to lock in x degrees to maintain my vy climb 
and then you're going to jump over real quick to your airspeed indicator. Make sure that's not fluctuating too much. Obviously, tur turbulence, thermals, all that normal stuff we deal with in these light airplanes down low. So it's all just try and keep it consistent. Don't make huge changes to try and chase it. That's what Rob or uh, Ryan was talking about earlier. Um, I always used to say like no micrometers. Like it's just you can just induce so many issues yourself by trying to chase things like little um, deviations that just they're not worth chasing. And your examiner, that's the thing. Yeah, you're you're so um, we're taught so much. Oh, plus or minus ten knots. Plus or minus hundred feet. Well, plus or minus hundred feet should obviously be something. But the plus or minus ten degrees, those transient things, they know. And just don't, just try and be smooth with it. Chase a little bit so you know that you're trying to get back on track with your airspeed if that fluctuates. But as, if for a set, for the majority of the time, X amount of pitch is equaling X amount of airspeed, if it deviates from that, it should pretty much average that airspeed. If it, you know, so yeah, just keep an eye on that and don't chase it, I guess would be my best advice on, on, on that. Don't cheat either. You're just you're only cheating the yourself. Skill is valuable. You're only to have. cheating yeah. yourself. Don't cheat. Only cheating yourself. Only cheating yourself. Now, and that's the thing. So maybe so. Like my instrument rating was not necessarily easy for me. I was very weak instrument pilot for a very long time, and maybe that stemmed from me not wanting to be an instrument pilot. Maybe me thinking these three hours on my private were a joke. I don't know. Yeah. That's fair. All that prime, the laws of primacy and the things you learn first and, and magnitude and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, but I think it's a, it's a life-saving thing. Um, you know, it's not for, I said in, in the chat here, you know, you can look at it two ways is inadvertent. This for, this is really like your life raft really is, is it's for inadvertent IMC conditions. I wouldn't say like continued IFR operation because it's not going to work for you. If you get into like a continuous or a prolonged IMC situation, that's a problem. Like what pre-flight plane did you do that you couldn't get yourself out of that? Turn around, go where you know it's good. Um, you should always have that out. You should always know where that IFR weather is. And you should always obviously know where that VFR weather is since that's where you're supposed to be. This is for like a, a, a short stay in IMC not not a continued flight to your destination you know under imc <laughs> exactly. that's not what this is for eventually fatigue will set in if you only if you only have those three hours or minimum even if so like what scott was kind of hinting on is even if you're instrument rated but you're not current or proficient it is can be exhausting and take a toll on you if you don't have an autopilot it's exhausting to fly imc on instruments and so oh, yeah. if you, mentally physically oh, i mean yeah it's, totally it's, totally it's super tough so you go do that prolonged due to whatever you're just you're being cavalier and like ah, i'm an imc but i'm at the altitude i want i'm getting the true airspeed i got this great ground speed because of the tailwind i'm just gonna stick it out nobody knows the difference at 5500 feet you know um obviously that's illegal but, you know, do things happen? I'm sure people do all kinds of crazy stuff thinking nobody's, you know, nobody knows the difference. But it's not designed for that. It is just solely keep it shiny side up, get yourself out of the situation, turn around, obviously do a nice coordinated turn back around. And that's what all of this is designed to teach you to do is to get yourself. You came from where it was VFR, get back to that um, and stay alive. Keep it right side up. 
right. not for prolonged use in IMC. Depending on the state of the, the nature of the emergency, I guess. But what pre-flight planning did you do if you got to go fly three hours in IMC inadvertently? Right. Yeah. Yep. Don't don't go anywhere near no. clouds. Stay away from clouds it. are dangerous. If it's if there's clouds, you probably shouldn't really be flying anyway. <laughs> even if they're at twenty five thousand feet, don't well, even don't even attempt. You never yeah, know. you could probably fly <laughs> if they're up there. But. There's as long as there's no mountains around, you can get yeah. those updrafts. Yeah, even a one fifty can throw you up there. <laughs> yep. Guy landed a helicopter on Everest. All right, you tell me updrafts don't exist. <laughs> I call BS. Right. Constant airspeed descends. I feel like what we're talking about leads right into the yeah. descending. Whatever you did to go climbing. back up, do the opposite to go down. <laughs> yeah, less power. And we're done. We're done 18 minutes <laughs> early. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's good. Call that's, it. That's, that's why on. Short and sweet. Everything you need to know. Me, I'll ramble forever. He's like, no, nope, this is what you got to do. Yep. Nope. Yep. Let's reverse. Yep. Do the opposite of everything reverse you just said. Climb. That's a good summary. I like it. To the point. Um, turns... Two headings. This is where things get interesting when you're teaching, honestly. I they, bet. They'll blast through it. And trust me, I did too. It, nobody's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, on certain things sometimes. If somebody gives me a heading, a steep turn in the clouds like we get for training, I'll just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Try to overcorrect it back. It'll happen. Um, so it'll definitely happen to somebody training to be a private pilot. Happens to career pilots. Yeah. Easily, I've I've seen it happen. It turns to headings. That's it starts. I think to it's get, tricky. Yeah, like legitimate. That's not really practical. Within three hours of training, while well, you have to cover a bunch of oh, other yeah. stuff like, to uh, nail. We this. haven't even talked about unusual attitude recoveries yet. That's what they're most worried about. But yeah, the turns to headings. Uh, I just tell them the same thing. Be keep the scan going. I like the turn coordinator for that one. Just kind of see where those wings are at. It depends on the aircraft and the instruments within it. But I do like that one. Just, hey, just glance over at that every now and then. Glance over at the attitude indicator. Glance at your, um, obviously, your heading indicator because you're going to that heading that I assigned you uh, for the turn and what the examiner is going to assign you for a turn. And I just like to sweep back and forth, left and right. Also, I like to give short ones and then you know, larger turns as well, you know, a full 180 or or even a 360 along with, you know, just a 30 degree turn, 20 degree turn, just to see how they how they handle both sides of it if it's a large turn. Because typically, right, let's talk about your inadvertent IMC. You're probably going to have to do a 180 to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you fly into this, this cloud, this wall. Uh, I want to be able to see that you can make a, a decent 180 degree turn. And, and I'll even throw a descent in it if I need to. Yes. Because uh, that's I likely, right? Think, Do the, yeah, the descent exactly. might, be, might be necessary. If you're kind of already scud running, you shouldn't be. But let's let's be honest, we're all guilty of it. So, you know, you might be able to descend. Just, you know, know where your surroundings are. Always have the out like we talked about. But, yeah, I want to be able to see that everybody can at least make a, a clean 180-degree turn without any issue before I call it good on that the minimum three hours. I like that somebody said that their yeah. instructor made them do like five. It is what it is. Um, I'm going to make sure they, obviously they have to meet the qualifications of three. And I've had students do the three and I'm 
totally comfortable and confident with signing them off. There's other ones where I, I might work with them a little bit more on it. So it just depends. Yeah. Um, the tolerances that they allow, according to the ACS, for the private, turn to headings, maintain altitude plus or minus 200 okay. feet, maintain a standard rate turn, roll out on the assigned heading plus or minus 10 degrees, and maintain airspeed plus or minus 10 knots. So that's their... Yeah. That's, we, yeah, we talked about the airspeed, too. That could get away from you in those kind of situations. One thing I would say is... Stuff's go ahead, sorry. Easier to maintain. Yeah, the other stuff's easier to maintain, but airspeed, let's say you go get a little bit too steep on that turn or you know, a little too shallow, That that's going to definitely uh, change your airspeed. Within 10 knots, I mean, that's that can be really difficult sometimes. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, 10, that's... I mean, I barely even pay attention to that. I've never been busted out on it yet. I can't. I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't pay that much attention on it. It's like. Yeah, that's the last thing I'm looking at. I mean. Because you're going to upset. Unless I feel it. Yeah. You're going to upset we so many variables. To fly how, the, how the airplane feels. Mm-hmm. And I know I did go to a 141 school, so they do to try to teach numbers, but I was always kind of a like a feeling flyer. And yeah, if it doesn't feel right wrong like i'm just gonna keep going <laughs> meanwhile i lose 20 knots of airspeed it's still safe but i'm out of standards i could fail yeah 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 i guess i mean i'll do go through the motions to maybe try like in the sim i'll go through the motions to try and get it back yeah. but like if i'm locked on altitude locked on bank and everything's perfect like i'm gonna be very right. critical as to how much i'm going to upset the apple cart just to maintain that i mean it's a different mode, I guess. I, I guess I do I do try to stay on it a little bit more than I'm leading on here, but um, don't let it get so bad that you have to make a, bad, a big change, I guess would be probably the way to go. Be preventative right. instead oh, of reactive. Sure. Yeah. And one point I wanted to make with an inadvertent IMC encounter, theoretically, if you are heads up looking around, do you do, did you not see the cloud coming? That's something I said in the chat here. Did you not see the cloud coming? Right. How did this happen? Now I know as you get closer, you know sometimes temperature dew point spread will change, and that base the base of the clouds will get lower and lower and lower, and all the get there itis and stuff sets in. True. What's that? I said, oh yeah, that's so true. So like all those things you need to balance, and if you're really concerned, like chances are, if you knew if you were concerned when you took off, that should be like red flag number one. Number two is maybe like be checking the AWOS, ASOS uh, stations along your route. And because, I mean, you want to be in tune with what's going on. And that's one thing maybe about uh, follow the Magenta line that kind of gets you removed from the situation. What's that airport over here? I don't know about you, right? But I'm constantly like, oh, I see an airport. What is that? What is that airport? You know, I want to go here sometime. Whatever. It looks pretty. Whatever. <laughs> For sure. And then you look and yeah. see what it is. So if you're following along with four flight or your sectional, down those AWASs, you can look your temperature dew point spread, do the math, right? Dew point spread, divide temperature dew point spread divided by two times a thousand will give you where the base is. And then you can see a trend or just the altimeter setting will give you a trend as to where you think those cloud bases are going to be going as you traverse on your flight. So if you were concerned about it, like I said, that's red flag number one. If you want to keep track of it, you can do that while you're just doing nothing because I get bored on a long flight. Like it's just like it's just Same. boring. So um there's that the other thing that i wanted to mention is an inadvertent imc encounter don't be like oh man it's like flying into a thunderstorm don't treat it like well i mean it could be imc and a thunderstorm so i guess could be but, <laughs> but hopefully hopefully not and if and if and if so 
It does happen. It does happen. It does happen. And that case is pretty much just penetrate, right? Or minimize your deviating <laughs> so you're not G-loading the airplane. Right. Same thing with an IMC. Uh, it just say it's glass smooth out and you're going to a nice stratus, thick stratus layer where it's going to be smooth through it. Um, don't crank and bank and steep turn to get back out. It's like, oh, I'm a VFR only pilot. I need to steep turn this bitch out of here or steep turn this out Oof. of here. Don't want to do that because then you yeah. get all kinds of disoriented and that's where a lot of accidents happen. So as you, right. if you haven't changed, like let's say you're one of those 55% power people and you're flying around, you know, gas prices are crazy, right? So you got your power wave, <laughs> you're doing 45%. You're really setting a record here for endurance. So you're doing 45%. You got the power way back, 1800 RPM and you're 172 or something. And so you're just, just burning <laughs> your cylinders up by leaning it as much oh, as yeah, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. 1.5 <laughs> gallons an hour. You got to lean it out. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> but your next annual is going to cost you maybe 25 grand. Maybe. maybe. If you, if you go to a legit <laughs> AMP, yeah, maybe the rest Someone will just pencil whip and be like, eh, it's probably yeah, fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I fly it lean of smooth engine. <laughs> lean of smooth? Lean of smooth. Lean of smooth. Wow. Let it rumble a little bit. Yeah. So you know it's still <laughs> up there. Right. That's, yeah. Especially when you're. Let's keep leaning it uh, out until it sounds like you're it's IFR, about You got to know that engine's still ahead of you. <laughs> All valid points, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I've leaned my. Mine out. You've and, never been above two thousand feet in that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've leaned it out in like He's never years been a, and years. You should. In all, except for what are I you supposed Lee. to do when you're taxiing a little bit or no? Lee right. does. I know a certain one. Who does? That? Who does? You did when we tax when we you did it on takeoff. You leaned it a little bit. Oh, to get maximum RPM. Yeah, that's different than taxiing. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Some, some you have to. I think like taxi and lean it out. The older ones. I don't know. I, could I don't know, guys. I, I don't want to I don't get, think you need to. I don't want to get controversial. You don't I don't to, think that, yeah. that that does anything. At a yeah. certain... So, like, if you have it at the idle stop, I don't think that any leaning you do is going to matter. Not that you should ever be, like, stationary for any period of time, like, at an idle stop. Right. But, um, God, what you're... I don't know. I'm... I right. had feelers out there for a little while, and I kind of lost track of what the general consensus was from different mechanics. But I, I don't know. I don't know the leaning on the ground within a certain RPM range. Obviously, I don't know that that you're doing you're actually doing anything. I'm not sure. Now, now of course, there's a, at least in a carbureted, right. in a fuel injected, I believe you are doing something. In a carbureted, I'm not so sure that you are. I'm not sure that you're not, but I'm not so sure that you are. Um, Right. Let me finish up my point though, really quick. Sorry, guys. Um, don't crank and go. bank it to get out of that invert and IMC encounter. You risk disorienting yourself. If you're coming in, so think about this: you're coming in at a slow airspeed, fifty-five percent or so, and you like steep turn this thing out of there and maintain. And so you think you're maintaining, but you're actually climbing. Well, now you're already kind of slow. You're g-loading the airplane lowering your airspeed because you have induced a little bit of a climb. Now you've got yourself into a potential sp spot for a spin in the clouds, which you'll come out of the clouds and hopefully figure it out, do all your spin recovery stuff. See, Rob, we did talk about spins. Do your spin recovery, and you should be fine. I heard I heard a story. That's how a lot of in the um, 
like, I don't know, all the mail carrier days in the original, when they would get in their inadvertent IMC, the safest way for them to get out of it, because they had almost no instrumentation by today's standards, they would get themselves into a spin and spin themselves out of the bottom of the cloud and then recover when they got out of the cloud. So that was the safest way for them to do it. I heard that might be bullshit. I'm not sure, but it makes some sense why to me. Is that, that wait, why is that the safest way? Um, because they had, they had no other instruments, so there was no, like, other... They wow. knew they know they were going straight down. Like kind of like a helicopter type flight path for the most part. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you're in a spin, you know you're going straight down. Yeah, exactly. You that's, know the airplane the you're okay. not gonna break anything structurally speaking. You know you're headed straight down. I don't it's just something I heard. I probably should have I didn't know I was gonna say it. We're just having a conversation. I'm not it's not supposed to be fact based. We need to look into this. If that's true, that is they did some crazy shit back then, man. But I don't know. It's just something I heard. <laughs> but just be aware of all these things you could induce getting in, taking yourself into inverted IMC, and then be like, "Oh, I need to get out of it." Just slow and steady, standard rate turn, get your scan going. Tr- you need to transition inside the airplane. It's it's obviously foreign. You know, with only three hours of instrument training with your private, but it's foreign to you. But you have to force yourself, like they say, trust those instruments, get on that scan. Attitude indicator is obviously going to be kind of your focal point when you're more entry level like that. Trust that, get that bank in, keep a level attitude with the miniature airplane and transition to your um, turn coordinator. Keep it standard rate, keep the ball in the center, do a nice gentle turn out of it. You want to get out of it safely. You don't want to get out of it quickly. I guess is probably how I'd probably try to impart the knowledge on you. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Um, we're not going to make it because we're um tight tolerances now on the hour for the main episodes. Now we're gonna stick to this no matter what. Um, see so yeah, the recovery from unusual flight attitudes and the radio communication navigation systems facility. I don't think we can do that in. Six minutes. Um, so we will leave that until next time. Scott, do you have any words of wisdom? Do you remember doing uh, any of this with Don? I He had me do it with Todd. Yeah. I I did. All, I remember doing all this I with Todd. I did some with Don. I think I did a little with Todd. Um, I don't know. I mean, just don't fly IFR, really. I guess that's. Well, nobody's claiming to do IFR. Advice. Fly IFR. Yeah. This is for emergencies, oh, well, which I would recommend yeah, never, never get yourself in. Yeah, just, I it's probably bad. just wouldn't put yourself in that position. So then you don't. If you, as long as you don't put yourself in that position, you really don't have to worry about it. So that's pretty Good simple. Point. Yeah, yeah. Don't fly if there's clouds. I mean, honestly, clouds. I would or say wind. no clouds. I w- I would use. There's situations as a VFR pilot, though, where you'll end up needing some of these skills. One of them's taking off from Kelly's Island at night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out towards the lake. I used to do that coming back. It's been fatal. There's, basically there's go a fatal accident within the last 15 years out of there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I was flying back one time in the during 4th of July. It was a laser. Oh. Laser gun coming off the south Really? So my whole cockpit got lit up green. Yikes. And so I'm like, oh, I'll just go to instruments. So I looked down at my instruments, and all I see is green. So when that happens, it's your instrument skills don't really matter because you can't see your gauges right. either. Because the whole cockpit that's one of those just, just, just make laser. that 180 degree turn because they can't hit you with it from there unless it comes. That's that's when you just bust out that string. 
Yep. Bust out the string. When in doubt, I always, I always, keep, a, I always keep a little string with a weight on it in my pocket when I fly. If you go fishing, well, it's, right? in the, yeah. it's in the it's a sinker. It can also the, catch catch the walleye <laughs> out here right. when he's not using it in the airplane. If you're going to funerals, you always yeah. take the funerals yeah. to the pond. Yeah. See, I edited today. It comes out this week from this recording, <laughs> episode one one three. You have to listen to it. You'll, I think, I think you for, totally forgot. I forgot we had this conversation. It's good stuff. Listen to it there. But yeah, um, I called nine one one, or maybe not nine one one. I called the cops or something about the. Yeah, green you laser. notify ATC if you can get on, and they'll they can. I know they've been caught in Cleveland before by people coming into Hopkins. So. Yeah. Well, I I didn't think of that. I just called the police. That's fair too. They uh, might be able to find police. Them. Well, no, I, they asked me for an address. I said, I, I flew over it. I don't have the address. <laughs> My so eyes well, are good, but not that car. good. <laughs> yeah. I, said, I said, look for the gigantic green laser going 20 miles into the sky, going around in circles. Yeah. Like that's like a beacon going straight to the house. Like, well, if I can't dispatch it without an address. I go, I go have okay. Have a nice night. <laughs> I go, okay. I go, you're going to get a call. Um, from somebody here on the chasse about a cinder block coming through the roof. <laughs> um, whatever address they give you, that's the address, ma'am. She goes, sir, please don't do that. Please, let's not... <laughs> let's not retaliate, exactly okay? Just, <laughs> try to be the bigger man up there in the sky. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, cinder block. I go, you're going to get a call about a cinder block coming through a roof. I go, that's the address I'm, I need you to go to. Um, anyway, yeah, thank you for uh, listening. We're going to wrap this up. Sign up for the live streams. Um, RobertBurger.com. Click on the live link. Burger spelled B-E-R-G-E-R. The German way, not the sandwich way. We do not always live stream on Twitch. We sometimes do it on YouTube. Sometimes we go to Facebook. Sometimes we try to do it on Twitter, and it never, ever works. Like tonight, we defaulted to good old Twitch. Um, but when we do live stream on Twitch, we uh, I sent out an email. So get on that email list, robertberger.com, and click on the live link, and you can join the chat. Um, after this, we're going to go into the the chat. Yeah. And that's what you'll hear next week in the podcast episode. So you could you could be contributing to this. I'm trying to nail down exactly what to say. Um, I've been trying to get better at this, but I'm extremely distracted by Scott's breathing at the moment. <laughs> so heavy. You don't so enjoy I it. To, I'm starting to find it soothing. I'm, I'm gonna have really, it's calming me down. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna record it uh, as like a ASMR yes. video to fall asleep. Yes. <laughs> Somebody gave my mic away, so it'll yes. get more views in this um, podcast. <laughs> ASMR <of> Scott breathing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Um, Ryan, thanks for coming on as usual. We uh, will. Just in case you guys are wondering, the, the series continues yeah. on. We're nowhere close to being done. It will never end. Ryan, thanks for thanks coming for on. Thanks for having me again. I always love to be here. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it. We love having you. Um, everybody else, uh, take care. We'll, uh, we'll go into live chat here once everyone says goodbye and I get a good edit cut point. If Scott's breathing <laughs> mid-breath. Mid oh, he's he's holding it. This is another oh. I'm back. Three minutes. Oh, oh yeah. Minor, okay. Minor set my timer. Hold on. My internet cut out. You got seven <laughs> seconds to say See goodbye. See you guys. Oh, Thanks bye, a lot. everybody. It's been fun. All right. See, See you, you later. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>